Hi, I'm Sissy Graham Lynch. Welcome to Fearless, helping you have a fearless faith in a compromising culture. Welcome back to another episode of Fearless as we are here to kick off another year. It is so hard to believe that it is 2022 already. I hope that you guys had a wonderful Christmas and New Year. My family definitely did. We had a simple one, which I am so thankful for. Uh, My husband, Corey, he was gone for a few days. He went up to Kentucky to volunteer with Samaritan's Purse after that just devastating tornado went through. He was in Mayfield, Kentucky, while I stayed home with my kids. And it's the first holiday for a long time I remember that we have not traveled somewhere together as a family. So it was just a really simple Christmas, and for that, I'm thankful. However, I have been sick pretty much for about— 10 days after Christmas and into the new year. So I seem to have gotten what everybody else has gotten, even though it says I did not have COVID again, but we'll see. So I didn't get off to the best of starts for the year, but I was reading in my Bible study this morning and I've had a couple of people ask me, you know, Sissy, what are you doing for your year, your spiritual goals? What's your reading plan? And I didn't go in this year with a reading plan of scripture. To be honest, I've never read the Bible through one year, which I definitely should do that. And that is one of my goals. However, to start this year off, there were a couple of books that I've wanted to read. And granted, if you've been here long enough, you know that I don't think books should be your devotional and it's not, but this one's a little bit different. It's Kay Arthur's book and it's called, Lord, Teach Me to Study the Bible in 28 Days. And you're probably like, well, Sissy, don't you know how to study the Bible? Um, I think we can always do better at it. And I just, I don't always want to read scripture and just to learn the story, but I want to see God on every page. And that can always be a little bit intimidating for some, even me. And the scriptures say that the Holy Spirit will help us and to give us an understanding of God's word. But anyways, back to what I was going to say, I was reading in Bible study and it was um, Hosea chapter four. And it said, listen to the word of the Lord, O sons of Israel. So this is God speaking through his prophet Hosea to Israel. And it says, for the Lord has a case against the inhabitants of the land. Because there is no faithfulness or kindness or knowledge of God in the land. So he has this case against them because there's no faithfulness, there's no kindness or knowledge of God in the land. There is swearing, deception, murder, stealing, and adultery. They employ violence so that bloodshed follows bloodshed. Therefore, the land mourns, and everyone who lives in it languishes. That means they waste away, along with the beast of the field and the birds of the sky, and also the fish of the sea disappear. And verse 6 says, My people are destroyed for the lack of knowledge, because you have rejected knowledge. I also reject you from being my priest. And since you have forgotten the law of your God, I also will forget your children. And this shows us that God desires us to be faithful. He desires us to show kindness. And mostly he desires us to have a knowledge of him. And when we don't, when our nation or when we as a people do not have a knowledge of Him. There are severe consequences because it says, I will forget your children because you've rejected knowledge. 
And I think we see that here in our own country, of course. And we see, as it said in chapter 4, verse 2, the things that you would see in the land that rejects him. And as I discussed on the last episode when we closed out the year, America is certainly changing at a rapid pace. And as a mom who's raising two little ones, and I know I'm not here alone in saying this, I have this sense of urgency for my children. We only get our children for a short time in our home, you know, until they're 18 years old. My kids are growing so fast. Time is fleeting. And I want to be very intentional. That has been my prayer this year to start my year off is that one is I'd be a mom who spends more time in prayer for my children and more intentional with my time with them because it is precious. So I wrote a 14-day devotional. It's called Fearless Family. And I'll put a link in the show notes of how you can uh, get a copy of that. But I wanted to share a little bit of that with you today. Did you know that nearly 40% of my generation are considered nuns, not N-U-N-S, but N-O-N-E-S, nuns. That is that they claim no religious affiliation at all. And among my age group, and I'm 35 for those who are wondering, only 17% read scripture even once a week. And it's not much better even for the older generation, which I found a little bit shocking. For those older than 65, only 21% read the Bible once a week. And Christians are becoming less knowledgeable of God's Word. I've discussed that many times here. And while America becomes more hostile towards biblical truth, we're becoming less knowledgeable of God's Word. And this has been a conviction for me for a couple years now, and one of the reasons why I started Fearless. And although growing up in a Christian home, I found as I grew up, my lack of biblical knowledge— was concerning to me. And this continues to be my heart here in Fearless, helping you to know what you believe, why you believe it, why we can look at God's Word and look at these cultural and political issues that face this generation. And that's going to continue to be my heart. But especially this year is a focus on raising children. And I don't think you have to be a parent. You might be a grandparent, an aunt, an uncle, maybe a family friend who's around children a lot. Maybe you're a youth pastor. But if you're around this younger generation, we have a responsibility. Um, And so for me, raising children who are ready to encounter this new world and demonstrate the love of Christ requires that we be authentic in our own faith and very intentional with our own time and in our teaching with Him. Because the lies of culture, I mean, they swarm our children every day. And I just can't imagine the pressure that the children are facing when they go to school every day in this world and the culture. But if we as parents or those who influence them, if we don't know God's Word— then we can't help prepare them to go to battle every day and to remind them that they are in the Lord's army, that if we don't know it, we can't help prepare them. And so I know I'm not alone in the sense of urgency that we have for our children. And I know that you probably feel the same. Maybe there are some days you wake up and you're just, you worry for them and you panic for them, but we're not to worry. We're to go to the Lord with our prayers and with our requests before Him. And I do believe God created this generation for this time such as this, 
But that burden that we have for them, that's a good thing because that will send us with this urgency to study God's word. The only thing that we can fight culture and fight it well is to know who we stand with. And that is God Almighty who is sovereign and who does not change. So I do believe we are in a battlefield for the hearts and souls of this young generation as we battle the culture, as we help them battle this culture. And while we know that our society is becoming more hostile towards God and His truth, there's another threat that I see is just as dangerous. And we see secular culture infiltrating the churches. And we see pastors who teach their opinions and not scripture. We see pastors teaching what might be popular in culture and not scripture. We even see pastors rejecting scripture. So how do we discern what's truth and what is not? And that can be very difficult. So as I've always encouraged you here on Fearless, we must intimately know the right thing. We have to know His Word. And, you know, when it comes to doing this, as I said earlier, it can be so intimidating And we can't give up before we even start the battle. You know, as mama bears and papa bears, we would physically fight anyone who's coming after our children. So I believe we have to spiritually fight Satan and his demons who have this spiritual warfare over this generation, who are attacking our children every single day. And the way we can do that is in our prayer. It can be with our time that we're spent in God's word and preparing our children. So just know that like before you give up, don't get intimidated. We have to know God's word because even inside of our churches, we have to be able to discern what's right and what's wrong because some things sound right, but maybe in our spirit, you're like, "Mm, something's not right there, but what is it? For example, last fall, I was at this very large church Christian Women's Conference. And I wasn't there to teach, but I was there to promote a project of Samaritan's Purse. I was there to talk about Operation Christmas Child just for a few minutes on stage. And um, the man that was the main speaker that night, um, I was a little curious to hear him. To be honest, I had my own opinions about him because he's a very well-known pastor who I disagree on some pretty major issues. But You know, it was a weekend and I was kind of excited that I didn't have to do the teaching. I was there to kind of hear somebody else, to have my heart open up to God's word and just kind of be refreshed and renewed. And I was excited. I was just looking forward to hearing him and I had an open mind. And I had decided I was going to go in there and I wasn't going to be judgmental because sometimes I can be a little bit judgmental to women's conferences in general. Um, That's a topic for another day. But I was going to go in there with this open mind. Well, I have to say, in the first 30 seconds, I began to judge. And I'm like, nope, sissy, stay on track. Just listen to him. Because as a pastor, he didn't even take the Bible up on stage. And in today's time, that's a huge warning sign for me. There are many pastors who don't believe that God's Word is authoritative Word of God. They don't believe that the Bible is authoritative Word of God. And it's a it's a very clear signal when a pastor goes up there on his own without God's Word and pointing you to God's Word, that's a sign. So anyways, even though he didn't take his Bible up on stage, I kept saying this, you know, don't judge, just have a good attitude and enjoy the night. So as he began to teach, his whole theme in asking all these moms was, at the end of the day, 
When your children are grown and they're out of the house and you and your spouse, you're sitting on your back porch drinking coffee or your sweet tea, whatever it is, and you look at your spouse and you said, we did it. What is the it you did? What is the it that you accomplished? As a parent, what would bring you great satisfaction in knowing that you raised your kids, you've completed, you finished the race, what is the it we did? So that's what he challenged these women with. And he shared with the audience what his it was. And for he and his wife, they wanted to have great relationships with their children. At the end of the day, that's all that mattered to them. And my spirit began to kind of like um, turn right there a little bit because God never promises that we're going to have great relationships with our children. I believe that our greatest responsibility as parents, according to Deuteronomy 6, um, when regarding God's commands, He instructs His people to teach them diligently to your children. When you're talking about God's Word, teach them diligently to your children. Talk to them when you sit in your house and when you walk by the way and when you lie down and when you rise. That I think that's our greatest responsibility. And that my prayer as a parent Um, like I shared, spending more time in prayer for them and that time of salvation for them. And that I know at the end of the day that my children are walking fearlessly with the Lord. And I don't know when that time will come, if that's at a young age, they will set themselves apart, or if that's when it's older and I face difficult years of a prodigal child. I don't know. But at the end of the day, that is my greatest desire is that my children would walk with the Lord. So I had a hard time with this pastor who's teaching all these eager women who are hungry to learn and open up God's word. They said, I just want you to have a good relationship with your children. The Bible doesn't talk about that. And I know many cases, for an example, um, this church I follow, this pastor just recently was doing a Q&A. And this parent um, wrote in and just said that their daughter had written them over Thanksgiving that she was going to get married to her girlfriend and that if her parents did not come to her wedding, that they would be rejected and have no part in their life. And so right there, that child is asking the parent to disregard their faith, to disregard what they believe is to be holy, to accept them and their sin. And I've shared that here in Fearless. That was one of the reasons why I started Fearless was because people didn't know how to navigate through this culture. You know, we all know and love somebody that's gay. And these weddings, you know, a wedding is a celebration before God. It's a holy celebration before God. And as Christians, in no way, shape, or form can we celebrate sin before a holy God. And so do we keep that good relationship or do we follow and be faithful to the Lord and to His commandments? And that's where I saw this pastor misleading. And let me be clear, this pastor had some great things to say, some practical day-to-day things in raising your children that I wrote down and I kind of took away. But we have to be so careful when we're discerning and who we're learning from that they're not teaching us their opinions but they're teaching us God's word. And as women, especially, and I know I got men who listen and, you know, a challenge to men, but especially women, don't back down from God's word because it's intimidating to you. 
As a mom, when we're tired and we are in the trenches, it's God's word. It's the only thing that will get us through the day. If you have a prodigal child, it's the only thing that's going to keep you faithful in praying for your children. And when we face a world and a culture who hates God, how do we raise kids who love Jesus? And look, I'm at the beginning of this kind of chapter. My kids are just now entering the stages of asking some of the tough questions. I haven't gone through the teenage years and... um, So I'm not here that I have all the answers. I know that I had a wonderful grandmother and a wonderful mom who've led by example. But for me as a parent in the role that I am now and with my heart and what I want to encourage you, and it's never too late to start. Maybe you got teenagers now that are beginning to rebel or um, whatever. It's never too late to start. But how do we fight this God-hating culture and raise the kids who love Jesus? And that is, The foundation of our homes has to be God's Word. And as I said, if you think God's Word is too difficult for you, and that's why you go to devotions and these easy little maybe three-minute to five-minute reads, don't get discouraged. According to John 14, the Holy Spirit will help you and teach you. And according to Luke 24, 45, God will open up your understanding that you might comprehend the scriptures. That's been my prayer. Some scripture's too difficult for me. Just because I'm a gram, I'm not born with all this knowledge. I feel like I'm kind of a little bit behind. But don't give up in trying. Don't give up before you start, because this is the battle. Just remember, as we're in this, we're fighting for this next generation. Because as I read in Hosea 4, we're fighting so the next generation will know Him. And as I shared earlier, I wrote a 14-day devotional, and it'll be in the show notes how you can get that. But I do believe that the foundation is God's Word. And through the devotional, we look at First Peter, because I just don't want it to be my words. I want you to study God's Word, and how can you apply that? So you're going to get First Peter, and we don't go into a deep, deep, deep Bible study, like an inductive Bible study, but how can you as a parent have a fearless family and looking at First Peter? But of course, part of that is to have this family and to raise a family that loves Jesus, the first foundation is God's Word. And Peter reminds us of that, that the Word of the Lord remains forever, and that the things of this world, they aren't worthy of our trust. They will all fade away, but God's Word is a firm foundation. And growing up, I remember going downstairs almost every morning, and my mom reading her Bible and seeing that in action. And even though my dad, he traveled a lot when he was home, that was true for him too. But they just didn't read the Bible because they thought they were supposed to. They truly loved God's Word. I saw that firsthand. They applied God's Word to their lives. They talked through it with us and to get a deeper understanding and a deeper time with God. And the desire to know Him more, you know, leads us to craving His Word. And my parents have built their lives on a firm foundation of trusting God's Word. And for that, I am so grateful that they've passed that love on to me and to my brothers and my prayers that my children will see that. Because after I became a mom, I wanted to make sure my children were greeted in the mornings with that same image, even though they might not understand it at the time that my love for Jesus was my base every day. That was my foundation as I started my day. And most of us can remember what it was like 
um, for those that do have children, or maybe you're an aunt or an uncle and you've been around your friends. But we remember hearing when our babies would cry out when they were hungry, that the desire to be fed was so strong and there was no other way to communicate it other than to be screaming. And in First Peter, it says, like newborn infants long for the pure spiritual milk that by it you may grow up into salvation. And Peter encourages us to crave God's word the way that babies want milk. And for the same reason they do too, because it is life-giving and it's critical to growth. And spending time in the Bible is essential um, from hearing from God and getting to know Jesus. It's how we become the people and the parents God has called us to be. And our spiritual growth, it's um, not something that's ever fully achieved. And in fact, we must continue pursuing a closer relationship with Jesus every day, no matter what stage of life you're in, no matter how old you are and how old your children are. We don't ever fully achieve that, but we have to continue. And as we do this, God will equip us to accomplish our greatest purpose as parents and developing the spiritual growth of our children. And before God led His people out of the wilderness and into the promised land, He told Moses and gave them these instructions, which I already read to you, but we're going to read it again from Deuteronomy 6. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength. These words which I'm commanding you today shall be on your heart, and you shall repeat them diligently to your sons, and you should speak of them when you sit in your house." We have to start those conversations with our children when you're sitting around your kitchen table. I've often said here on Fearless, our kitchen table is our greatest mission field. Growing up, my mom used our car rides to school back and forth as her greatest mission field to have those conversations, to talk about culture, to talk about what their friends are talking about. But we should be talking about God's law and God's word when we're sitting and walking with our children. And this scripture and many others like it, it reminds us that faithfully loving and obeying God is closely tied to spending time in His Word. Because when we read the Bible, God will show us how to live a life that honors Him and how to diligently pass His teaching to our children. Because we as parents, we can't do it on our own. But He'll meet us every day and teach us and give us that little scripture that will start a conversation with our children. And how we read the Bible is just as important as well. Because one of my favorite pastors, Skip Isaac, who's been a guest here on Fearless many times, says the knowledge of the Bible and biblical history fosters obedience. Those who know God's word and those who know the history of God, they will fear the Lord and be obedient. He goes on and adds that the knowledge of biblical prophecy fosters confidence. And that's how we can stand in strength in today's culture, by knowing and obeying God's word. And we don't have to be a theologian. We don't have to be a Bible scholar or a pastor. You just have to have a heart that is committed to the Lord and open to the leading of the Holy Spirit when you open up His Word. And I know between jobs, between school and homework and sports practices and all the chores that we have to get done, it can be hard to find dedicated time to read the Bible. I get it. I'm there. There's some days I fail to do so. But I challenge you this year, as you start this year, set aside a portion of each day to do just that, whether it's in the morning, whether it's in your lunchtime or a few minutes in the car, whenever that is, find that time that's right for you and pray that the Lord would give you a hunger to read 
and to understand and to apply His Word to your life. Because spending daily time with Jesus, it will help you set aside the noise and the distractions that make it hard to hear God's voice. Because the wisdom that's only found in Scripture serves as a guide for our marriages, for our relationships, for our children. It serves as a guide to our friendships that might be broken into our jobs and to our finances. And it gives us a peace and a strength to face life's greatest difficulties and especially the strength to raise a family. Thank you for joining me on another episode of Fearless as we've kicked off another year. But as I said earlier, part of today's episode is pulled from a selection of my new devotional called Fearless Family, where I've studied the book of 1 Peter, and I look at this letter to see how God is calling us to holiness, even in the middle of a hostile world. And the charge to us in this book is straightforward, to be in the Word, to stand on the Word, and equip our children with the Word. And I'll add how you can order this 14-day devotional in my show notes. Once again, thank you for joining me, Sissy Graham Lynch, on another episode of Fearless. I encourage you to follow me on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. 